suave, your mind blowing, thought provoking, and eye opening on air personality, life coach, psychotherapist, author, and creator. Hope you guys have a nice suave today. Yeah, and with that, let's commence to pay. Okay, I'm so swabulous, you so swabulous. Together we can fix the trauma that's befalling us. Divine social interactions remains marvelous. Mind-blowing, swabalicious talk, higher consciousness. But think, let not your hearts be troubled, Dr. Brother Suave. Divine light get you done. Greetings, this is Dr. Brother Suave, your mind-blowing, thought-provoking, and eye-opening on-air personality, life coach, psychotherapist, author, and creator, and your host of Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave. <laughs> Y'all don't even know. It is season three. Oh, my God. Season three. Man, time really flies, and I'm just so happy. Can you believe this, Suaveneers? Season three, episode one. I remember when we started this um, it had to be February 2nd, 2022. And here it is, July 13th, 2022. Time has passed. And I'm so excited. We have been having some amazing guests, some wonderful um, guests on our shows, man. Great topics. Um, just some so amazing time. And I am just want to be blessed and I'm so grateful. But my apologies for um, not making it last week. You know, what I talk is what I walk. You know, family is first. And, um, you know, a lot of times people say that. But for me, it's the, it's the real deal. So um, I don't have any regrets because uh, I put my family first. Um, I've been on the road trip. And, you know, I, for the past 30 days, I've been on the road. I've been everywhere. But last week, I was really enjoying family time. We had a family reunion, and it was just great. Oh, man. I'm talking about, man, you guys don't realize, man. Well, you do. But it is such a great thing to have family reunions. They never played out in my family. I am so grateful. You know, so many times, man, the the, the modern uh, word for family reunions to, to me is funerals. No, this was an intentional effort to bring the family together and come together as family. And I, I love it. It was um a great. And after the family reunion, listen. I spent quality time with my seed. So that was time. How you doing, um, Brother Fred? Um, it was nice to just go on a road trip um, and spend time with him because he wanted to um, do some things. You know, he just graduated this past June, and we've been a lot of places since then. And I uh, I promised him we would do a road trip and do some things, come to Indy, Chicago, Gatlinburg, everywhere, wherever he wanted to go. And um, we enjoyed it. And, again, you know, what I talk is what I walk. And um, so, again, a lot of times um, people say these things. And listen, I just want to um, guys know this is no knock on a church or anything. But I see a lot of times we as church folks or whatever spend so much time with the church and don't spend quality time with our family. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think it's your personal relationship with God, your spouse, your um, your children and then the ministry. And I see a lot of times um, with these contentious relationships with parents and their children and these children um, internalize this stuff like, wow, you're putting everybody before me. And I've seen it. Uh, I witnessed it. I've seen it. And I experienced it. And I always wanted to bring balance. And I understand how important balance is. And so, again, I'm hoping that I'm not offending any 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 of the people um, about saying church people, because the reality is 
we all flawed. Greetings on Brother Wally. And so, I, I, again, how I talk is how I walk. You understand? So this stuff is important. So I'm not I'm enough with that because I don't want nobody to misinterpret this. Um, so I just want to um, just let people understand how important balance is. So before um, I continue, I would like to, because I know some people heard me use one of my suave vocabulary words saying suaveneers. So I'm going to um, really uh, give you the suavenition of suaveneers. And so suaveneer is a noun. Um, and those who uh, follow the suave philosophy of suave by gracefully transitioning into their greatness and understanding the significance of self-love. These individuals walk with self-confidence because of the self-esteem they have because they know they are worthy of everything that great that comes to them in their life called, in this four-letter word called life. So that's the definition of suave in there. You know, so I just wanted to share that, guys, with you. So um, this evening on Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave, listen, um, we have always have incredible people. So I'm just trying to pull up their name. And so we always have incredible people. And so this time we're going to have on a very special, talented, brilliant person. Listen, I, I, let me just tell you, I had a commitment and a promise, but I heard one of their music. Let me tell you something. You guys, how we used to always talk about how great Chuck D was, how he educated us on, um, educated us on history and how he was able to create those lyrics and gave us a better understanding and enlightenment. Well, the way she put this song together when it comes to our spiritual growth and how to connect to God, man, listen, it's one of the most amazing songs I ever heard in my entire life. So I, I just had to edify, I just had to say that. So tonight's guest is, um, she's a metaphysician, a vocalist, and a professional uh, business person. She's the president of TCOM, which is the College of um, Metaphysical Studies. Uh, this is a college that serves students who have a higher calling upon their lives. She's a resident of Bakersville, California, with her partner, Jared Campbell, and their six-year-old son, Crimson Campbell. So without further ado, let's welcome the wonderful, talented, and beautiful Dr. Magazine Richwell. Hey there. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Richwell. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm swamp-tastic. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for honoring us to coming on the show. And um, listen, I'm happy. Um, so how's that weather way on the, um, the West Coast? How's that weather over there? Beautifully hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, I, I personally don't like hot weather, although I'm from Miami, Florida. Listen, over here in Indianapolis, Indiana, it's been about 75 and I am great with that weather. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> 75 weather. 75. Oh my God. It is great. I love it. I won't be here too much longer. However, I am just happy about that weather and always want to be grateful um, for whatever uh, conditions we have because I always thank God for another day to get it right. Yeah. So, um, Dr. Magazine. So before we get into our dialogue and just, you know, feeling comfortable, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, first of all, I'm very grateful to be living and having an experience in this realm of physicality being the spiritual being. Okay. So I'm a grateful person. 
Yes. I'm grateful for my child. I'm grateful for my fiance. I'm grateful for you, Dr. Brother Suave. I'm a metaphysician. I am a artist, a performing artist, and a, um, I compose music as well, um, as well as some instrumentals, and um, a business professional. I provide business consulting and coaching um, that ranges all the way from the nonprofit arena to the for-profit arena, getting a 501c3, getting grants and so forth and so on, funding a dream or starting a dream from scratch and making it become a reality based upon thinking and determination. Absolutely. I mean, from what I'm listening to, um, you exemplify my mantra from a social, spiritual and clinical perspective because you are grateful. You um, have a lot of insight. You're talented. You're blessed and you're divine. And it's just amazing to, to just meet you and, and learn a little bit about you and just being grateful about the talents you have. I mean, some people have one or two. You have multiple and humble and insightful. Man, that's, that's, that's something to be grateful for. Yes. Yes, it is. You know, we have our gifts and man, listen, a lot of times people really don't have this level of appreciation and humility to thank our creator for saying, blessing you with all these talents, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, and, 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 and you know what I, I I'm appreciative because my mentor on um, brother Wally, mm -hmm. he's one of the people that I can say has been instrumental in my life. And, 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 and when I watch him, it's to me is incredible because he's like you. He's super talented. I was watching him on um, Facebook. He was playing a piano. I seen him play a guitar. I seen how green he is, being conscious of, of, of metaphysics. Uh, I am seeing him conscious of, of community, family, relationships, and just so much insight. And when mm -hmm. people have those things, I try my best to connect myself with them. Mm -hmm. I'm great. I'm grateful to have people in my life like that. I'm, I'm grateful for my frat brother, man, accountability partner, person I can share. You know, the brother is constantly checking up on me. And you know, uh -huh. you don't have to, you don't have to ask. And those things to me, that those are things I'm grateful for. Yeah. And I'm so appreciative because you know, people always doing something reactive or when it's times of crisis. That's why I was mentioning the family reunion. Uh -huh. We came together not as a crisis. But as coming together because we love and appreciate one another. And I think the whole world really needs to try to make those connections and identify what those things that, that to me was important. Mm -hmm. That so, is very important. And so this thing, Christian metaphysics. Um, and when you came on, you were saying you're a, meta, uh, a metaphysician. Share, share, share with everyone and help us um, have a better understanding because we all, again, about educating and empowering our audience. Sure. Yes, and, and I was uh, quite brief with that. Yes, I am a Christian metaphysician. Okay. Um, and it's just, it's a little bit different than being a metaphysician, okay. but I'm not saying that it's better or that it's worse. I'm saying it just, is what I am. So metaphysics to me is defined as 
um, something that has opened up in the spiritual realm mm -hmm. to give us uh, a sense of knowledge in this realm of physicality as to why we're experiencing what we're experiencing. Okay. Being a Christian metaphysician, I do believe in the work of miracles. Metaphysics is all about the unseen realm. Things mm -hmm. that we cannot see, we we cannot put our hands on, but we know that it may it became made manifest in this realm of physicality, which is why a bowl is a bowl and a fork is a fork and a couch is a couch. So as a Christian metaphysician, I recognize that um, Jesus Christ did some very marvelous things. He was able to walk on water. He was able to um, multiply loaves of bread and fish for the masses. He was able to heal issues, uh, blood disorder issues. Um, he was able to cast out demons. And this power had to come from somewhere. He had to have, of course, I think, the faith of not even the size of a mustard seed, probably half of the size of a mustard seed in order to get these things done. And I believe that we all have an individualized power within ourselves to be able to do some of these same things if we are, are to think outside of the box and recognize ourselves as the gods that we are, according to Psalms 82, 6. Mm-hmm. So I know that that was long-winded, but that's what metaphysics is to me. And it, it is just the power to manifest, manifest, manifest. Yes. And I'm glad you said that, manifest the power. Because for a while, and the more people are learning, uh, researching, and getting empowered and educated, uh, people have a better understanding. I, I, you said the word, saying that we are gods. You know, that was highly offensive a little while ago when someone say they're gods. And now that people are understanding, understanding you are the image of, and then saying this and manifesting and becoming that, having those same powers, I think sometimes people get quite offended, but now more people are learning that they have certain powers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like high school. You know, when I think of a Christ mentality, Jesus Christ, he didn't, as an, I interpreted, he didn't come here to be a showboat and say, oh, look, I'm Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm, I can walk on water. I can cast out demons. I can feed people out of nowhere. He, he didn't come for that. He came to teach us how to do these things, these very things that he was doing, which is why he had disciples and people following him that he was trying to teach and train up up underneath him. He had his own squad trying to teach them and to set an example. And so until we start really honoring the fact that we are God bodies, I don't feel like we're really going to get anywhere with a higher level of consciousness that we would get if we just adopted a God-like principle and mentality of knowing that we are made in the image of God and we are God's souls. Okay. So, um, so when, when you, um, start, cause you, you made it, you define, um, Christian metaphysics. So how did you actually become a metaphysician? Hmm. You know, I mean, how did you get connected people out there? Did you have any supernatural experience, um, and having you to understand this realm or, um, you know, I guess, a human entity or something like that. How did you have this experience or become a metaphysician? 
funny that you should so mention that it was exactly what that was a human entity and what a human entity is is basically a human being but they're possessed by something that is super natural and um interdimensional super dimensional and i was harassed uh, mm -hmm. for five years straight by um supernatural phenomena that would just happen to me in the form of human entities Okay. And I was called crazy. I was thrown different places in and out of um, institutions that just did not understand the fact that I was being pestered. But I knew that I was being tw pushed towards being a metaphysician and realizing that there was no one specific religion, that there was no one specific cause that created the type of scenarios that we um seek to experience or seek not to experience it just was it just was energy and so when i started recognizing that energy i was able to break and nullify certain contracts that i had entered into knowingly or unknowingly that really set me free and gave me healing in my life to be able to push and move to the next level and I did see even myself just having supernatural phenomena and, and powers to accomplish things and do things that science could not explain or describe. And I wanted to share that with other people. You know, um, what you're saying is how I'm interpreted is like, you know, how um, you had this epiphany as a result of these human entities attacking you. And, and, and again, I do everything in threes from a social, spiritual and clinical perspective. I think about how sometimes people have these experiences and everything's going so bad in their lives. They get frustrated and they're having a lot of negative experience and, and domestic violence, substance abuse, um, emotional breakdowns. Then all of a sudden they have an epiphany and their life change. And then they end up doing some incredible things after their experience. Yes. You know, exactly. You know, I mean, <laughs> how many times you see, you can look at it now when you look at all these great people uh, and they tell their stories of abuse, rape, trauma, um, divorce. And then they have this. And these were like almost like human entities attacking them. And their whole life, they felt like they've been oppressed, held down or something was holding them down. Mm -hmm. And um, and then all of a sudden, they had this epiphany, and they they just was determined. And next thing you know, they became everything that was in them, everything that they always wanted to be, and they disassociated themselves. They broke those emotional and spiritual contracts mm -hmm. with other people. That's right. And 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 this is how I'm processing. Again, I like to say things from a like you broke it down from a spiritual. I like to break it down from a social perspective, and as well as a clinical. You know how sometimes people have psychiatric issues, and then they go get treatment, they go get therapists, and they start to get um, learn about emotional intelligence, start learning their trauma has significant impact their perception of the world, and then mm -hmm. next thing you know, once they conquer those things, bam, the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. So thank you for mm -hmm. sharing that because I appreciate you. You know, so thank you. So share a little more about um, um, these human ent entities, because reason I think I think about, you know, I'm sharing my personal experiences. You know how sometimes, you know, and I think we, you know, again, people don't talk about it, but they experience these things. And so how I am in private is how I'm in public. So this mm -hmm. is our private conversation, but it's also public. 
And so I'm opening up the share. And I, I have experienced sometimes when I'm home, I mean, when I'm sleeping in the middle of the night, and I sometimes feel like someone's holding me down. And I'm like, mm-hmm. ah! And I'm mm-hmm. like, what is that? It's mm-hmm. not like imagination. It has mm-hmm. to be something that may be supernatural that's holding me. And I'm determined to break it because, you know, I'm sleeping. Someone feel like it's actually holding me. And sometimes mm-hmm. when I watch these movies, I'm like, you know, you'll see something holding somebody down. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. see the image of them. But it is a movie. But then I think, like, you know, is that something that's supernatural that's trying to hold me down? And I'm fighting it. Because I physically can feel something holding me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, as you um, discuss these human entities, how how accurate or how true that you think this is because i know i'm not imagining imagining this you are not imagining it that's like what you describe is like an old trick to their bag you know to to show us that they exist and they have the power and whatever else first of all human human entity like i said is an interdimensional spirit that is in a human being it is something that's supernatural. It's not. Yeah. It, it's in this realm of physicality, but it, yeah. it is. It's uh, in multiple realms. It is in realms that we cannot see with the physical eye, and it has the ability to enter in humans, or they have the ability to enter into humans. Um, I believe that Christ was harassed by human entities. These were human beings doing this stuff to him. Um, however, uh, he he dealt with the challenges of Satan himself. And this is what I'm talking about. Um, A human entity is, it's not like what people think, like when you watch movies and you think of like the exorcism, Mm -hmm. these human entities are most sophisticated. They have very sophisticated, they're super intelligent souls. They're very sophisticated. They know what we're going to do before we do it. They they can hear our thoughts. They know what we're thinking before we even know what we're getting ready to say out of our mouths. <laughs> They're super intelligent. And so to be, for me, to have been harassed by these super intelligent human beings performing miracles or what appeared to be a supernatural phenomena in front of me, it just it 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 isolate it made me feel isolated however um i saw too much and in seeing too much i started recognizing the different tactics that are used even with our very numbering system that we have with the alphabet and with numbers that are suited to actually numb us and and give us a sense of false freedom that we really don't have because the powers that be, which are the supernatural human entities, are really in control of things. One might call it the Illuminati. That's the term that it gives. When I was harassed by these human entities, though, um, people that are in um, fields of um, therapy or the mental health field, they coin it as gang stalking or gaslighting. But it's really... Um, aggravation from, you know, supernatural beings. It's really aggravation from them. Uh, Yes, it is stalking, but it it really is harassment. So some people go through it and they don't. I firmly believe that it's my numbering. 
um, being um, at a certain age. I know that when Christ started getting bothered, he started getting bothered at the age of 27. I was at the age of 27 when I started getting bothered. Um, I was born 523-235. That represents the seed of life, the flower of life, and the tree of life. So there were certain things that um, geometrically, and um, if there were certain things that is directly connected with, uh, with one might call occultism or uh, the Kabbalah and stuff like that, that stuff was directly connected and correlated with me. And I recognized later that I had the power to even raise the consciousness of humanity. If we raise the consciousness of humanity, we stop having a sick world. We stop having a sick universe. And so there was something that was trying to keep me held down so that I was in a negative pattern, unable to raise the consciousness of humanity. Some of it was manifested, but some of it was um, my entering into contracts that I did not really consent to, that I did not know about because I was so naive. Okay. Listen, I wrote down a couple of notes. So I want to continue, but however, we have to go into station identification. Uh -huh. And so we'll be right back with Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave. Trauma that's befalling us. Divine social interactions remains marvelous. Mind blowing, swabalicious talk, higher consciousness. But think, let not your hearts be troubled, Dr. Brother Suave. Divine light, get you dull. And we we're back with Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave with our very special guest, Dr. Magazine Richwell. Um, we're talking about uh, Christian metaphysics and um, some of the realms that people are experiencing and how to identify with those. So, Dr. Magazine, when you left, 
you said two things i wrote in a little note um dealing with contracts consent and also um numbers so i want to start off with numbers um because as throughout my studies i was learning the significance of numbers and i didn't know about shock or i didn't know about numbers and as i got myself more educated and met Are you there, Dr. Brothers Wife? Thank you, Wallace. Tune in and stream live now. Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave, the podcast, is now being broadcast on NPN Voice. NPN Voice can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and now on Audible and Amazon Music and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave, the podcast, now on NPN Voice. NPN Voice, got voice, you heard? And we're back with Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave. Well, you know how we were just talking about those entities. Well, I didn't get this. I didn't panic, and, you know, we're not going to worry about that. So, anyway, going back to the questions, I didn't understand numbers as I learned more about numbers and the significance of them and there's no coincidence numbers don't lie truth don't lie and so obviously over the years of being conditioned on um not being properly educated on understanding things um because we always learned everything from i guess uh the bible but but it's more to it mm -hmm. you learn about those numbers and it always lined up perfectly so obviously mm -hmm. we need to be more educated on numbers so please um Explain to me uh, and us the significance of numbers. Well, so I was like, okay. All I, right. I so numbers, first of all, just listen to it. It's numbing. If we didn't have clocks around here, if we didn't have digital systems, it is my belief that we would orbit out and appear into another dimension. Mm -hmm. but there's something here that's kind of numbing us and keeping us in this realm of physicality. There were all sorts of inventions being made when uh, the Lumerians were battling each other and there were, there were um, different species of existence battling each other to try to have dominant control over the earth and over some of the other um, uh, planets that there were that, that were being dominated in the past. That's my belief. And there's been a lot of studies around that reveal that, reveal that as well. Numbers, um, we call it mathematics. It's science. It could be scientific. Um, but mathematics and science to me is supernatural within itself. God has his numbers just like the devil has his numbers and vice versa. 
So with me and my experience, I know that when I was being harassed by those human entities, it would always be some sort of a significant number that appeared that would keep reappearing over and over again that would that would show me that its presence and that it was there harassing me um you will also find that in certain parts of the bible there is biblical numerology not the numbering system is a system of numerology is essentially what it is we think that um in order to um create some kind of miraculous manifestation that you have to be like Einstein. And that's not the case. If you get your very Bible and you read your Bible in the beginning, you will see who begot who and the numbers end up adding up from a numerological perspective, almost to the point to where you could predict a person's death and who was coming again. And this is in the book of Genesis. It's numerology. When I was being harassed by human entities, there was something specifically that they were using on me and it was called arithmancy. The only time you hear of arithmancy being spoken of is in the movie Harry Potter, <laughs> where the where they were teaching um, frequencies, numbers, enunciation of names, ages to create some sort of manifestation, whether or not it had been good or bad. So with satanic numerology, it really kept utilizing numbers of 27, numbers of 666, numbers of nine, which that equates to anyway. It kept utilizing those numbers over and over again because nine and the darker realms have an unfortunate sense of, um, it, 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 it's a lot of misfortune with the number nine because it never stops. So if you start to get to know your numbers and you start defining the representation of what that number means to you, then the manifestation will occur. That's why I encourage everybody, whether or not you're a Christian or Buddhist, whatever you are, to really get a book on numerology and start understanding the significance and the meaning of numbers so that you can define those in your own life. It's just like with Indians. And, and I don't, I'm not meaning to be disrespectful to American Indians at all. But somebody came and took over because they were not honing in and dominating their own territory. So if you sit on something, somebody's going to come in and define it for you. And that's what I did not know. Uh, I did not know that I had to the ability to look at the optimistic sides of a numbering system numbering systems and the Fibonacci sequence and define my own fate. I did not know that I had the ability to do it. And I was letting darker energy take me over and create and create definitions of the meaning of these numbers to have really unfortunate circumstances happen in my life, really. Mm -hmm. But when mm -hmm. I started defining my own meaning, of numbers and what that meant to me and how it correlated with the different experiences in my life. Not only was I able to break certain contracts, which we'll get into, we'll talk mm -hmm. about breaking and nullifying contracts. Not only was I able to do that, I was able to create a wonderful uh, life experience um, based upon 
my own thinking and the definitions that I define in my own life. So we really should be conscious of that. We should be conscious of our age. We should be mm -hmm. conscious of the, the telephone numbers that we're assigned from the telephone company. We should be conscious about what's on our driver's licenses. <laughs> All of this stuff is designed. It's like the matrix. It's designed to uh, enable us to have some sort of a manifestation and experience, but we can take that over and create the experience that we so desire as gods rather than being stuck in a generational curse. Okay. I hope I'm making sense. No, no, I'm connecting. So unconsciously, you may have consented to some of these contracts, um, uh, I guess, in this realm of physicality. And then once you became aware of it, you was able to break those contracts or uh, denounce them, so to speak. Yes. Okay. So that being said, so why is it um, so important um, in this realm of physicality? Uh, I guess, why is consent so important? Cause consent, it's like what Satan did to Jesus Christ. You know, he said, if you bow down and worship me, you know, I'll give you this. And Jesus said, anything that proceedeth out of the mouth. And then he goes on and on, essentially saying that I'm not going to worship you. <laughs> you will mm -hmm. not have dominion and power over me. The things that we consent to, let me tell you something. He wouldn't have never been able to get out. I'm not going to say never because that's Christ. And we all have the ability to get out of everything, honey. Because if I tell you I was harassed by five years and I am no longer a targeted individual anymore, uh -huh. thank you, Lord. I'm so happy because of that. But when we consent, when we give that little piece of consent, mm. it attracts an energy and it attracts other people that try to get that same consent, other entities that try to get that same consent because it's creating a repetitious pattern for us to fall into. So say for instance, let's say you have Joe Blow coming into your environment and um, Joe Blow is a, a drug abuser and you mm -hmm. don't abuse drugs, but you, you, and you tell them that I don't abuse drugs. I don't consent to it. But every time Joe Blow comes into your environment, they got some Coke on them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're not kicking them out. You're not doing anything. Well, what is what? Never mind what you said. You said, I'm not a drug abuser. I don't go for drugs. This is not what I do, but you let it happen. And so, without checking these things, uh. next thing you know, Joe Blow got two or three other friends, Joe Mike and Joe John, coming into the picture with the drugs. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you're entrapped around a whole bunch of people, you start seeing energies of people. You start seeing people with sucked up looking faces and stuff like that, looking like they been out mm -hmm. there in the world on drugs and stuff like that. It's a certain energy. That's what Satan does to try to entrap. It's, it's consensual things, it's boundaries that we just don't say anything about that creates unfortunate uh, circumstances. Yeah, I would like to comment on that because, you know, for me, again seeing experiencing and observing people it's like you work so hard like let's say a person with recovery because it never ends so mm -hmm. you work so hard like let's say you abuse crack and you work so hard to get that because 
you know, triggers and things. And and you have to, you know, I always talk about one one life, one soul, one heart, protected at all costs. So you have to um, protect your sobriety. So let's say you was dealing with crack for years and you broke that and you got past it, but then you allow people mm-hmm. and you come around you who's smoking and drew and drinking or just doing some things that can trigger you to relapse and go back to these things. You're not only uh, inviting them or giving consent to those entities, but they're not respecting you. Right. And so, and is, and so when you relapse or something happens to you, um, you can't always blame them. We have to take ownership. Yes. You know? And and I see people. I'm like, for me, the life of me is it, again. It's not my business to say anything to adults. But a lot of times, I'm like, how can you allow these people to be in your space and disrespect your house, disrespect your sobriety, disrespect your your journey that you had traveled? Because eventually, you know, I, I always felt when you are most vulnerable is when you're arrogant and think you 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 can deal with everything. Correct. That's when you're at your most vulnerable point. Yeah. And and and, and it would be a crying shame to be clean for uh, 15, 20, 30 years and allow your lack of advocating for yourself to say, I'm not tolerating this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then it happens, you know. Mm-hmm. But those those things create stressors when you don't advocate for yourself, you don't speak up for yourself, and 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 you don't never know when you can just lose it. Mm-hmm. So I just think that mm-hmm. you need to be really mindful of that. And again, you're giving consent. You giving consent. Because remember, and you're not, you're you looking, have to pay. You have to pay attention to what entities say, people say, and what they don't say. Mm-hmm. Entities are very symbolic, so they don't say a lot, but they do. Yeah. And, and they are productive. They got full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. And so whatever you start accepting into your life can create a habitual pattern that will Ooh. turn into a living hellhole if you allow it to without breaking or nullifying those contracts and putting your foot down and actually accepting confrontation. So would you read my mind? Because that was my next question. It was saying, what can you do to nullify and break unwanted contracts. I was just going to ask that. Look at you. You you put your foot down. You pay attention to what's being not to what's not being said. Um, it could be as simple as you kicking some. This same person is coming around with the coke and stuff. You kick them out because look at what you look how you disrespecting me. You showing me this in my face, and then I'm attracting all these other people that look like they've been t- tampering with stuff. That yeah. substance and leaving stuff all around your house. Another you way, another way is to break and nullify contracts is to submit a, a petition. There is something that's called the Akashic realm, and there are scriptures in the Bible that have indicators of it being a uh an Akashic realm. The Bible says that there is no empty word spoken left undealt with, is essentially what it's saying. And so your thoughts, what you speak, what you're giving energy to, attention to, and what you're writing, just like the Bible says, write the vision and make it plain. You submit petitions rebuking that stuff. That's how you can break and nullify contracts. You can put it, lay it up underneath your pillow. You read it every night and program your subconscious before it goes to bed. These things that we entertain are the things that are going to come back to us. Okay. 
That's 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 good. I guess it's it's almost like when again writing a vision board and following through the things you say you want to happen in yes. your life. Yes, it's just from a spiritual perspective. So um I, I definitely can identify because a lot of times I have goals and I write them down and I check them off because these are the things I want, things are important to me, and, and I try to accomplish those things. And mm-hmm. so um they are manifested in my 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 reality and in, in my life and mm-hmm. i can feel them see them and experience them so I'm, I'm 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 understanding this you know again i think um it's just so many different perspectives of learning about um life through a spiritual perspective so um it was something i was reading um i think it was matthews 18 and 18 uh-huh. um and it was I, so how do you relate uh, Matthew's um, 18 and 18 and why it's so important when it comes to uh, metaphysician? Well, it goes right back to contracts. You know, the Bible, Matthew 18, 18 says, whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever we unleash on earth shall be unleashed in heaven. So anything that we're going for in this realm of physicality, especially if anything that we go for in this realm is what our heaven is going to be looking like as well. It's our consciousness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, tolerating things or not tolerating certain things is a way to be able to build a greater heaven within our own lives for ourselves and, and for other people too, because we lead by example. Okay. Now that question, because uh, I've been accused of having these standards that people say is, um it's not right. And I, I always felt that these things are important because I don't want people in my space. It's not going to be respectful, not people who's not going to be um, striving or even people who just not going to respect the things that are important to me because I, I believe in balance. I try to um, respect them, but I also want to respect and, and for me, that's one of the most important things to me. And mm-hmm. so and so I guess when you broke it down uh, uh, from a, a, metaph- a physical perspective, it allows us to again look at things from a social perspective but also from a spiritual perspective and so yeah yeah so yes so i guess looking at things from a social perspective and 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 being able to make those connections so um so i guess that helps us become more in tune with our spirituality you know because um i guess things are in hand in hand like I, i learned um, about um, our laws, our, our basic concepts of our uh, those Ten Commandments, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess it all comes hand in hand when we learn how to make connections and identify with the the, the similarities from uh, uh, our, our, our spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what, so what can one um do to become more in tune with their spirituality? What's your recommendation and suggestion? Um, you can do a lot of things. Oh my goodness! And when yeah, you share, message, share. we get to the fun part, you like there was a fun part. Yeah, I had all of this harassment and stuff like that going, but when it started getting fun, when I started realizing that I had the power and control of my hand, it started getting really fun. So I would start by meditating. I would wake up really early in the morning and I would meditate. And then I changed my diet too. I wanted like higher frequency type of vibrations floating through my body. So I got things that had high frequencies in it. 
seeing mm. all of that stuff, putting just good nutrients in the body that would, would stimulate energy. Um, another thing that I did, I really started breaking down numerology and understanding the numbering systems to be able to understand myself as an individual and self-actualize. Another thing that I did was, um, personally speaking, I did, I read the Bible over and over again and other spiritual texts that were out there that talked about um, facing adversary and how to combat those things. That's what I did. And it, it was just, it's marvelous. So one might do that. Another person may try music therapy. As you can hear, the music is in the in the background and stuff like that. We have a recording studio in here. Lachero, Elias, um, thank you. Yes, hey Lachero, how are you? <laughs> so one might do that. So it's like color therapy. You can um, try music therapy, um, singing, dancing. For me, I I manifest quite well when I write. So I write an awful lot and I submit a lot of petitions, things that I want to see happen and unfold. And those things truly do. I've not had one thing not unfold in my life that um, I've wanted to see happen um, as a result of just like I just wrote and they just unfolded. I've not had something mm. not made manifest at some particular point in time, even during times that you don't even expect it. So there's a lot of stuff that people can do to start connecting with their spirituality. Um, I'm not here to endorse anybody, but if anybody has ever heard of spirit science, you can go on to spirit science, uh, go to YouTube and type in spirit science and look up all of the cartoonish videos out there that talk about spirituality. You can do that. Um, how else to connect to spirituality? You can even do things like, um, some people might look at it as taboo. I don't in particular, I don't look at anything as taboo because you start, when you get harassed by human entities or demons for like five years, you start realizing that the rules really wasn't, is not all that we think that it is, is, is just not. But, um, some people even use, um, astrology, you know, to help them determine what their personality uh, traits are to help self-actualize. So you can do that. You can uh, connect with nature. You can connect with animals. Um, I have a dear friend of mine who is an animal whisperer and um, always have good things happen as a result of communicating with animals mm -hmm. and nature. There's a lot of things that you can do to connect to spirituality. You can connect with a shaman to help you sever some of these contracts that have been out there and available and maybe even pull some things out of your auric field um, that you didn't know that was there. I've had certain people have hairs come out of them. I've had certain people have sharp objects, objects come out of them as a result of going to a shaman and having a shaman work with them stuff that was just stuck in another realm that appeared in this realm of physicality somehow out of the blue you can do a lot of stuff um spirituality is here with us and if we acknowledge it a lot more i think the closer we'll be to creating the heaven consciousness okay now when 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 you, as you explained that is it from any particular spiritual philosophy 
or the generic meaning of uh, spirituality? It's not in it from any particular spiritual philosophy. I resonate with Christian metaphysics because I was raised Christian. And this was this was the closest that I could find to my own philosophical consciousness to trying okay. to raise the consciousness of the of humanity. Jesus came over here. He taught people. He taught people how to do what he did. He, he ascended. He all of that stuff. So that resonated with me. But you don't have to be any particular religion to be able to um reach a higher state of consciousness spiritually because i've i've noticed over the past couple of years of people are saying well i'm not religious but i'm a spiritual person and these people are really connecting to themselves and other people but they don't have a particular religious philosophy they just people who are just spiritual people and so i guess they're still having results of of connecting to their spirituality and being more in tune. That's right. You are correct. And I'm sorry to any uh, <laughs> body out there who might have gotten offended by what I'm saying, but you don't necessarily. In fact, it was a text in the Bible. Don't quote me on it. I don't know where it was, but Christ had uh, approached this man and the man was saying, you know, I want to uh, go to heaven. I want to ascend. The man had been like meditating all of his life and he was like, I want to ascend. And his auras were his aura aura was all open. His chakras were his his auric field was strong. His chakras were open as a result of having been meditating and stuff like that. But he was kind of fearful because he wanted mm-hmm. to go to heaven. And you know, Jesus looked at him and said, You already been doing what you need to do to get into heaven. So that's a big signification there that is not um and and that's my own belief my own like when i think of peace and just peace all the way around i think of a heaven state yeah yeah because you have people who are not christians but they subscribe to like buddhism um islam taoism uh you know different sciences or even african-centered um sciences hello Hmm. I'm sorry. I don't know. We probably have a little tef- technical difficulties, and um, and so anyway, um, oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> yes. So again, you know how your person may not be a Christian, but they may subscribe to Buddhism, Islam, African-centered scientists. Um, again, but these people are spiritual. They recognize their ancestors, mm-hmm. and, and and um, and they connect to the universe. So, but these are very spiritual people. You know, you know, and so they're like they they connect. And I've seen again when I look at all the different uh, spiritual philosophies, and I look at certain things. At the end of the day, I think all these people, when they tap into their spirituality, regardless of the spiritual philosophy, these people want the best interest for themselves and mankind. Yes. And and yes. I think that's when we look at omnian omnian omniism. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that's the belief that no religion has all the answers, but it's truth in all of them. Mm-hmm. And and so, and again, when you look at people are just wanting the best for mankind and having that uh, place of peace and understanding, empathy and love. And someone's just trying to reach uh, wherever that higher level of vibration, higher level of peace, and just trying to get some level of clarity of, of their purpose of being here. You know, mm-hmm. and so um, 
I, I just, you know, was thanking you for just bringing that that together, hitting home, help us identify how do we come more in tune with our spirituality. So um, I wanted to, over the last couple of minutes, because we don't have that much time left, I wanted to, you to, I guess, spend the last couple of minutes sharing with people how you can be reached and what services or whatever you have to offer, you know, and tell me how how can you be reached, you know? Okay. My main platform, spirituality for me comes first. Now I am an artist and I found out a way to bridge the gap between that two, even Mm. with the school, but I can be reached at the college of metaphysical studies. And the web address is www.tcomedu. Dot O-R-G. And that's T as in Tom, C as in Cat, O as in Owl, M as in Margaret, E-D-U dot O-R-G. Um, I can also be reached uh, via telephone 661-439-1730. For those of you who may be tuning in that are out of the country, um, I'm able to Zoom with you if you simply send me an email requesting to Zoom with me. My email address is zine. Z as in zebra, I as in igloo, N as in Nancy, E as in Edward, dot Richwell, R as in rich, I as in igloo, C as in cat, H as in heaven, W as in well, E as in elephant, L as in lovely, L as in lovely, at T-C-O-M-E-D-U dot O-R-G. That's how I can be reached. In terms of the services that I provide, I do provide educational services. I am the president of the College of Metaphysical Studies, otherwise known as TCOM. And we do, we are accredited and we do allocate degrees to individuals seeking to um, break into not only spiritual realms, but into secular society as well. Um, through the allocation of certificates, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Um, another service that I provide, like I said, I'm a performing artist, so I do songwriting i compose them i perform them most of the stuff that you will catch me doing nowadays is either going to provoke somebody and so i will get on your consciousness as a metaphysician if you for all y'all little teeny bobbers that are out there doing all of the hip-hop and stuff like that i can get on your level but it's just a net to pull you into the realm of spirituality because when you start having a sense of peace in your life it truly is the greatest way that you could ever go and words have power and you can so it be speaks of things into existence. And then um, another service that I provide is business, cons- business and nonprofit consulting. I do have a book that I've uh, written in my prior name before I went, um, became enlightened. This book is called Getting Your Ducks in a Row. And it's all about building an organization from the ground up, from scratch. If you want more information about that book, you can email me. It teaches about grant writing. It teaches about how to really get your business off of the ground with little to nothing. Um, Yeah, so that's what I do. Business and nonprofit consulting. I'm a metaphysician. I'm a musician. And um, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. I'm here to connect. And I'm here to, to to make friends and to build such a consciousness, especially within communities of color, 
that is out of this world that we never have to face the inequalities that we have faced due to generational curses that we faced in the past. Hmm. Well, sound like more than just spiritual enlightenment, but some economic empowerment. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and thank you so much, Dr. Richwell. Um, it has been an honor and a pleasure. I, I definitely believe you have empowered and educated and enlightened our listening audience. Always welcome to um, come back whenever you can. Um, again, um, Suaveneers, um, this has been another episode um, of Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave. I hope that you um, enjoyed yourself. If you feel that something has empowered you or changed your life or made some contribution to your level of consciousness, feel free to cash app us um, at uh, cash app S-U-A-V-E-R-W-A-L-K-E-R. That's Suave R. Walker. And so, again, this has been an honor. And just remember, um, great minds reach great places. I love you. I mean it. Bye-bye. Love you, too. Tune in and stream live now. Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave, the podcast, is now being broadcast on NPN Voice. NPN Voice can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, and now on Audible and Amazon Music and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave, the podcast, now on NPN Voice. NPN Voice, got voice, you heard? Disconnector, wife, show host, entrepreneur, investor, and ICS certified life coach, here to tell you that I'm on NPN TV, the network that is by us and for us. Lock in and let's get it. Programs like this are made possible by. Neighborhood Planet Broadcasting Systems, Neighborhood Planet Network, 
eye blisters, digital, media, creative. And from contributions to NPN TV, from viewers 